0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Creating Space, a podcast by the Northern Lights Ministry Collaborative that explores what it means to create space for God in an overstuffed world. This week, I am back with Pastor Greg Isaacson.
1: Good afternoon.
0: <laughs> and I am Pastor Michael Ozaki, and it is good to be here with you all. Greg, how are you doing today?
1: Feeling well. Uh, came off of my COVID experience yeah, uh, and... Uh, Uh, It actually wasn't too bad. However, the isolation in the basement for five days was a little more than I anticipated. (laughs) But uh, but glad to be out and, uh, yes, feeling good. So thank you for asking.
0: Uh, When I got it, I was also isolated, but it was in one room in the uh, back. And I remember towards the end when I was feeling better, I just started kind of pacing around the room (laughs) randomly, just trying to find something to do. So we're we're glad you're out and back with us. And this week, we are talking generosity.
1: Yes, uh, when we were coming up with our Creating Space theme, uh, we felt it important to address uh, what does it mean to be a generous spirit? And I think what are the things we do to grow a generous spirit as people of faith? And so uh, I look forward to our discussion this this time and uh, seeing where our discussion takes us.
0: That's right. So Pastor Greg and I, we both have three points, kind of main things that shape our thinking about generosity. And Greg, I'm going to throw it to you. Tell me your first point when it comes to being generous and creating space for God.
1: Well, coming back to the main theme about growing a generous spirit, I I do think that as much as it is a part of our faith— that we also are called to put into practice some of the things that help grow a generous spirit. And, you know, we often talk about giving in terms of time and talent and treasure, but I think it to be reminded that, you know, Jesus is the one who embodies all of that and some of the examples that, you know, especially with time, when you think about Jesus, he took time out of his busy journeys, getting to the next place, sharing the many words that God was putting upon his heart uh, to be with people. Uh, Think of the woman caught in adultery. Think of the man born blind. Think of all these people who simply cried out and Jesus took time and was present with them. And the gift that is, the the generous act that is, uh, when we talk about giving of our time, and then also, you know, giving of our talent, this understanding that these talents that we have, uh, for some, it's the gift of music, for some the gift of sports, for some the gift of administering, a gift of speaking well. Um, you know, those are things that, while we certainly can grow them that are somehow innate, have been blessed we've been blessed with those talents and and giving of those talents is meant to help bring an impact on someone else's life. And finally the the gift of uh, treasure and being generous in sharing that which God first gives us uh it's It's about a means of living in which we might help others uh, help them to kind of find their meaningfulness in living by simply being generous with uh you know the treasure we have, that if we can somehow financially give someone an opportunity to be the best that God's calling them to be, I think God might be using us to use that treasure in certain ways to bring blessings upon a community or an individual. So those are some of my first thoughts about that generous, growing a generous spirit.
0: So, Greg, it is a well-documented fact that as people have more, their percentage of giving, how much they're willing to let go of, actually moves downward, right, pretty quickly. (laughs) Yes. Why, what is that? What makes it difficult to be generous if we can see that it's not just not having enough?
1: Right. It, 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 you spurned a memory I had with a youth group I had many years ago, uh, and we were talking about you know, giving and this one young lady in our youth group, she must have been sixteen at the time. You know, you start talking about, you know, so if you have a dollar, you give ten cents. If we're going to use a tithing example, if you give ten dollars, you give one dollar. If you give a hundred dollars, you give ten dollars. And when you talked about when we talked about a thousand dollars, giving a hundred of that to God, this young lady went. And she just said what's God doing with all my money you know and 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 using that opportunity then to talk about whose money is it in the first place yeah. you know it, it, it spurned a great discussion to, to impact that um, but I do think that the more that we have the more we think that we've somehow earned it hmm. and I think that's there's some reality in that because it's been the result of a lot of effort on our part, you know, for those who've been successful, for those mm. who have really uh, done the work, the education, the hard work of achieving certain goals that they've put in their lives. but but the the genuineness of a Christian faith understands that God's been behind all of that. Mm. And when we somehow get to a point where we've got more, I think it's our natural tendency. It's probably that old Adam in each of us that wants to try to claim more of it as ours mm. instead of being free to, you know, just give of that or be generous with that which God has provided.
0: Yeah. I think we also have this really bizarre suspicion of generosity, right? Almost like it, it moves <clears throat> against the way we think the world works. Um, I remember hearing a TED Talk, and I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he was a researcher, and he mainly looked at nonprofits. And one of the things he talked about was that the really difficult thing about running a nonprofit is that the number one thing people care about is how much of my donation is going directly to the people that I'm donating it to, right? They're very suspicious of nonprofit organizations as a whole, and if they use too much of the donations – for administrative costs or things within them, which is understandable. There has been some really sketchy groups Some that abuses. Have, to yeah, that, really yes. huge abuses. But we never think about that for for-profit businesses, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we never think how much of it is going to the good of employees or to the, the building of the communities they're working in or the factories, things like that. And so with nonprofits, they find themselves really afraid to make investments. But also they run on such a shoestring and they start worrying about like having bought too many pencils or having the cheapest space (laughs) because they need to show that those margins are really great. But it also exhausts people and it burns them out and... causes more stress. Exactly. And it's all out of this kind of innate suspicion we have towards generosity as a whole, I think. So my first one comes from this idea that is really... Cut kind of at the core of the Genesis story, and it's the idea that no life exists independently of itself. No life creates itself. No life sustains itself, right? Even if we built our own business, right? our life was given to us because we had parents and because we had friends and because there are those who invested in us and there are those who came before us, who built the institutions and the schools um, that helped raise us and and create us and educate us. It's the same thing for trees in nature and the birds in the sky. No life exists independently. We are all the product of gift in which we could not get on our own. And so there's the the basis of what life is. And so then God becomes, at God's core, the giver of gifts, right? God becomes the generous spirit that makes the universe work. And we also hear this come up in New Testament over and over again. My One of my favorite ones is when Paul talks about the fruits of the spirit, right? Love, peace, patience, generosity. And he speaks of it in a way in which these qualities aren't what you should do in order to get close to God or what you should do in order to be the kind of person God wants you to be. He speaks of them as litmus tests. These will tell you the kind of person you are and the kind of person that what you are giving your life to is creating in you. And so, yes, you might be someone who is really good at making organizations more efficient or dealing with your own finances or getting everything that you need without any help. But if that's not creating more generosity in you, then that is a sign that what you've given your life to is actually in the opposite direction of God,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so he's not. It's not about what you do, right? But what you do builds who you are.
1: No, mm-hmm. and then trying to connect that with your um, the gift of the Spirit thing is to recognize that my gift might be different than yours. It's not better than yours. Mm-hmm but we work complementary, and being generous with each other might mean that not just with each other, but for someone else would say there's another life that can also aid and give uh, benefit to the community at large because of our generosity together for a larger good.
0: Yeah. And I think this gets confusing and twisted because for a lot of people they think, well, yes, I have a purpose and my purpose is to make, my house strong or this business strong or this institution strong. So I'll be generous once that's strong enough. And with, with the extras, then I'll, I'll I'll give that away, right? Mm-hmm. The problem is we never actually feel strong enough. We never feel fully safe oftentimes. And so we always need a little bit more to sustain the little bit more that we had to collect to get the first bit. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think that one of the things the gospel is always reminding us of is you are not your productivity, who you are meant to be is a loving, generous, kind conduit of God's hands and feet in the world. You're
1: speaking to my Martha.
0: Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Um, and so when do, when should I start being generous? You should start being generous and let everything else come out of that generosity.
1: Right. And and to and, and I think for me it's about being authentic in that generosity. Mm. It's it's um And even for the stuff that you've laid out there, I don't know of any business owner who hasn't grown their company because some family member or friend or someone they know of who has been generous to them to help them grow in whatever their work might be, uh, that that was also a, a recipient of the generosity from someone.
0: So, what is your number two?
1: Uh, my number two is that we need to look for opportunities to be generous. It's too easy in this busy world we live in to just say, "Oh, I'm too busy to, mm. to." You know, we often overlook those mm. opportunities where I can be a gracious individual. And, and again, we talk so much about you know money and being generous with that. I would say this. I think it's easier for us to give money to and be generous with money than it is for us to give, say, our time. Mm. Because we're valuing our time alone. We're valuing our time with our family. We're valuing our time with our work. And we're taking that as an excuse to not see opportunities mm. where we could simply be generous people. Yeah. Um, that if we see someone that's hurting to say, you know what, right now that person needs my attention. I'm going to be generous with my time and just listen to them. And and too often we have to learn to just keep our own mouths quiet and to open our ears and to let someone express their frustration, their stress, all of that. And perhaps that's all they needed was someone to be generous with their time to get them through that bad moment so that they can get to a better place and then they be more generous with the next person that they encounter. Yeah, And and I think, too, even the little things. I I know one of my irritants is, you know, sometimes if I'm not being served, you know, like if I'm expecting someone to, say, check me out, um, out of a retail line or if I'm, you know, having a frustration with a wait staff or something, it's my first reaction is to kind of roll my eyes and think, oh, this is not happening. but a generous spirit I'm learning has me consider, you know, I wonder what kind of stress they're under. Have Mm. they been fully trained and do they know what they're doing? And how can I make this situation better by being of a generous spirit and saying, you know what, it's okay. Mm. You know, if, if you need to get take care of that other table before me, I'm okay. I don't have any time, the commitments that I need to be concerned about and being generous with someone so that they can get their work done. And it's not their fault that they haven't been trained and just to take a different perspective from it. To be generous enough to say, I know you may not have all the things at your disposal that you may like, but I'm here to affirm you and to say, I have the time that it takes for you mm. to do
0: the work you need to do. Absolutely. Personal confession. So I think that we all have a this a thing that we, whether we realize it or not thinks makes us valuable, right? Mm-hmm. For some, it might be make, that we make money. For others, it might be the service that you give someone or things that you could fix. For me, the thing I fight with is the shadow belief that what makes me valuable is the answers that I have, right? <laughs> and so it's the reason that I enjoy school. It's the reason I, I really enjoy learning and digging into my own nerdiness. And so what, no matter what it is, it's so easy to think that I need to, spend my time doing this thing and then the what I have, the value I get from it, the profit that I have from it, that's what I can give to other people. Mm-hmm. But I got to make sure the value comes into me first and then I can give the value away. Mm-hmm. If something else distracts me from that, right? if I have to give care when my core unspoken belief is like my value is from money, then giving care becomes really hard because it makes me less valuable because I'm not making money. For mm-hmm. me, it's I should be reading more things. I should be like learning more things. And so when I have to wait for a slower waitress or in traffic or someone else needs help, (laughs) it's easy easy for me to think that like, oh, this is stopping me from becoming valuable.
1: Right. Right. And, And I'm just thinking, you know, being a parent myself, you know, when your child is screaming that he wants your attention now. Yeah. That's a sign that oh, I need to break away from my own world to minister to the needs of someone who is demanding yeah. it right now. And and the 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 good thing about children is they know they trust us and love us to so that when they do have a screaming fit to get our attention they they know they can do it in a safe way whereas you know we become grown ups we protect ourselves mm. from those things mm-hmm. and and we don't know if we can trust someone to be generous with their spirit mm. with us you know and and so i think it 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 sits with us in our christian calling to say you know if i carry this generous spirit with me so someone else can feel and experience that they're also going to be receptive to that generosity yeah. and 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 want to make a good experience for both of us.
0: so this brings me to my number two, which is, I question what is biblical generosity? What does the Bible mean when it says gen- be generous?" And I think at its core, I think that generosity is not for those who deserve it. If you are being generous towards someone because they deserve your generosity, then that's actually a payment. You are paying them for being the kind of person you, you, you want them to be, mm-hmm. right? Instead, real generosity is God's kind of generosity, which is grace, mm-hmm. right? Generosity is you giving because it is who you are. You are the giver of the gifts that God has made you with. Right. And you giving it,
1: of your whole self.
0: Right. Which right. it scares us.
1: It yeah. really scares us. And so
0: we are generous because it is who we are. Yes. Not because it's who we are to give to who needs it. Yes. Not because we are giving gifts to those who deserve it. Right. Which is the nature of grace and, and what Christianity is all about. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Otherwise I think it, it, it falls into a mask for judgment and manipulation. Uh,
1: or self-serving generosity. I'm going to be generous to you because I know you're going to be generous to me. Yeah, you know, and you know, there's in some cultures, I shouldn't say cultures. I think in in especially with poverty and things like that, that there's an expectation that if someone has a windfall, that oh, they they're going to be generous with the rest mm-hmm. of us. You know, and you know what, if I don't give of my generosity because I've had this windfall, then when I'm in need and someone else has a windfall, they're not going to give it back. You know, mm-hmm. and, 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 and we're trying to be genuine in this. As we extend this generous spirit, we're not expecting anything in return, I think is key.
0: Yeah. A really practical way that comes up is how do you feel when you're generous and you don't get a thank you?
1: Right. <laughs> right.
0: It's why, why do we have a hard time with right. that? And it's completely understandable <laughs> and it's completely natural. And I think it's a sign of something else kind of bubbling underneath that. Yes. I think God wants to free us from. Yes. Yes. yes.
1: My final third point, um, I, th- I do think that our our calling as Christians is... As, as much as it is to extend um, generosity, I think it comes from a heart of growing in our gratitude with what we have, especially in those simple and small things that we have in this world. Because I do believe that a generous spirit understands that, you know what, what I've got in this current moment is good. What I have right now is enough. Mm. Um, and not only enough, but there's extra that I can now give to someone else. And that's a very different way of entering into this world where it's so consumer-oriented, right? Hmm. Every advertising we see is you have to have this and you want to buy that. And as we um, think we're somehow dissatisfied with the life that we currently have, and I think it's it's it behooves us to kind of be reflective, to take time to pray and to give God thanks for, you know what, I'm doing okay in this moment, and there's enough here for me to give a little extra. And I think that's an important concept to understand.
0: Yeah. My number three is the idea that I think generosity is one of the main energies for living water. You know, when Jesus says that he is that he comes to bring living water, that the opposite of living water is dead water, right? Dead water for them was water that it's just been sitting. It's a puddle or it's a dead sea, right? There's no no outlet. Outlet. And so it just builds and builds but nothing can live there or the things that live there are stuff that you don't want like with stagnant water mm-hmm. right living water is that which can flow in and then it, it also flows out and i think a lot of times when we want life to change or we want something to be different we tend to hold on more tightly waiting for it to change and then we'll release and i think with gener- generosity. You know, starts the water wheel. Mm-hmm. It allows things to begin to move and new things begin to flow in. And that's not that you have to give a certain amount, or else God won't bless you. Mm-hmm. It's often that your hands are so full sometimes with our own fears or our own judgments, mm-hmm. that nothing can move. And so generosity is is how that begins to move again, mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and and i I think that's a good analogy to talk about you know God moving through us. You know, the generosity we received is then now extended through us to those around us. And to be honest, we really remember fondly those people who have been generous to us. Mm. We really hold something against those who've been stingy towards us.
0: (laughs) Greg, with our last couple of minutes here, do you have any stories of generosity towards you that have stuck?
1: Oh, multiple times um the the one that comes to mind is the flood of ninety seven in Ada, Minnesota um you know <laughs> so yeah, I lived in the church parsonage right next to the church basement was flooded with four feet of sewage back, up, you know, and so I couldn't live in the house. My aunt and uncle came, brought their camper trailer, parked it in the driveway. that's where I lived. Then one day I was thinking, oh, you know, I've had too much. I need to go take a nap. I just need to chill for a while. And so I'm trying to relax and get a nap in. And I swear, five different people knocked on the door to my camper not that they needed anything, but they said, I've got something here for you. <laughs> Someone brought some cookies. Someone brought firewood so that when I got back into the house, if we didn't have electricity, I could put a fire in the fireplace. Someone else brought something else. And it it, it just amazed me in that afternoon to see that, okay, yeah, I maybe needed to be reminded that this generosity is coming my way too. And that was definitely Uh, a healing positive moment to realize that the efforts I was doing to try to help be a pastor to this community that was under duress and all of the funerals we were doing and all of that other stuff, God was taking care of me too. Mm. And that was through other people's generosity.
0: For me, it was when I was in high school, I was part of the youth group in my church and I'll admit I was annoying and I was a punk and I was the kid who was, a contrarian, just for the point of being a contrarian. And I refused to join the church, but I was always there, and... You're
1: gonna be a good curmudgeon in your old age. I really am.
0: I really am. The problem is I'm I'm gonna be surrounded by kids who are just like me. Uh, But there's just... The the pastor, and my youth pastor, and so many other adults would just let me be that way, and Mm. they still invited me in, and they still treated me with such care and such support And even into their homes. And to this day, I don't know why. I was not fun to be around. (laughs) But it changed me. And even if I I couldn't have said thank you then. I Mm -hmm. had no idea what was happening. Mm -hmm. But it changed me and it set me up for so many other parts of my life where I could trust people. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I could see it later on and know who I wanted to be like and I wanted to be like them and it's really the reason why, who I am who I am today.
1: And and that's a good lesson, you know, to be generous to someone that may not be thankful for your generosity yeah. is probably someone who needs it all the more.
0: Uh, some seeds grow real slow. <laughs> right.
1: You know? And yet at the same time, um it's 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 challenging us and helping us to grow in our own generosity just when we think oh I'm such a generous person people love me for this and now someone's not loving me back for my generosity mm-hmm. like uh, you need to get an extra dose of this now you know yeah. <laughs> so.
0: well Greg thank you very much for uh, being generous with your time and your stories and being here with us for all of you we thank you for joining us and again next week we will have another episode here on creating space and we invite you to join the conversation as well until then god bless and we'll see you soon bye